As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The Giants are world champions. Welcome to the Giants Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco Giants Insider, Alex Pavlovich. Everybody, welcome back to the Giants Insider Podcast. As you longtime listeners know, we had a bunch of emergency podcasts a couple years ago, and over the last few years, um, every time there was a huge rumor with a Stanton or Otani or somebody like that, Bryce Harper, I would call Ahmed Farid, and we would hash it out, and we would try to figure everything out. Uh, had some fun with the emergency podcast. It has been a while since we had one, but this really is, uh, I think, going to be one where MLB's trying to figure out what to do and, and trying to figure out how to get through a very strange year for everybody and, and uh, when to restart and how many games to play. So I figured I would call Ahmed. He is on the East Coast. He works nationally now. You've probably seen him do some national stuff. Uh, he's in Connecticut, but like me, he was at home. So we chatted and tried to figure out how do you fit 162 games into four months, into five months? Do you even try to do it? What do you try to do? Do you have a tournament? Um, and then we talked a little bit at the end about Giants camp, which I had enjoyed when I was down there, and I think Ahmed really would have enjoyed a lot of what they're trying. So a fun conversation, a bit of a throwback to what we used to do. Hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, as always, thank you to Wendy's for sponsoring us, and uh, thank you guys for listening and for downloading, and hope everybody is staying safe. Here's my old friend Ahmed Farid. All right, this is a true emergency for everybody, but in baseball a little bit too. So I had to call old friend Ahmed Farid, and uh, we're going to try to solve some of this. We're, uh, Ahmed is somebody who thinks broadly about the game and is very open on Twitter. Sometimes I think it's a little crazy about your ideas um, and how to fix things. But I figured you must have some ideas on what to do when baseball starts over. But first of all, how are you doing? You're not alone in thinking they're crazy. I feel like yeah, you're in the far majority there. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little offended that it took a global pandemic to get me to get back, you back on, on back on the I podcast. Know. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Fair point. You're but, just so busy with all your international rugby and swimming and horse I mean, racing. It is true. It's like this this past year has been like when I got done with college, I said I don't want to I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. I'm never taking another class. No more tests. No more papers. I'm done. And my first year here in Connecticut is like college all over yeah. again. It's like learn everything you can about rugby, horse racing, swimming, Premier League soccer, uh, NFL in a year. And so that's basically what I've done. And they go, you have a long way to go. I'm like, you have a long way to go. But no, it's it's been good. And I and obviously you're, you're right. I still tweet about baseball. It's still my my number one passion, um, my favorite sport is baseball. And so I'm, I'm passionate about changing the game in the future. And then when change is necessary, just trying to navigate that whole time too. You've become the ultimate, like 11 a.m. I'm at the gym and I look up and there's a swim meet and you're on deck, like talking <laughs> to somebody who just won the 100 freestyle. 
that's been I, I've enjoyed that because I mean, like for for all the different things I covered, swimming might be the most difficult because you have a race, especially when it's like the yeah. U.S. Open or U.S. Championship. And there are eight people that I could interview. And I don't know it until the race is over. And then 20 seconds later, I'm interviewing that person. And so I've got like notes on, on everyone. I've studied more for those swimming meets than I ever did during a Giants pregame or postgame live. <laughs> like we're not even, not even close. I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can't exactly pull a baseball reference for uh, the swimmers. Yeah, and I go, stand by. Stand by while I do a little research on you. I'll let me do some research. I know you're dripping <laughs> wet, but let me figure this out. Um, all right. So we are, here's where we're at. No baseball until at least May. Um, we're all working from home. I'm currently recording this in my fiance's walk-in closet because mm. we're both working from home in a San Francisco apartment, and this is the quietest spot. Um, so this is where we're at. With baseball, we are delayed for a while, and I, you know, there's really been nothing yet about what they're going to do, and I, I think they're waiting and seeing how this goes, but even – if you're back in mid-May, you're going to need a couple of weeks of spring training. You're going to need to get guys back into shape. And, and maybe if you start Memorial Day, June 1st, you're looking at what is usually a six-month season being a four-month season and, you know, cutting off 50, 60 games. So my first question to you is you are somebody who's talked about cutting lineups from nine to what, nine to five people or nine, nine to, to six, nine to six, six people actually hit. So what's your solution for a 120-game season? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm curious to hear what you think, too, but it seems like 120 is like the max we'll get. And I yeah. would be surprised with more than 100, to be honest with you. And having said that, I probably would be surprised if there were fans. Like, I don't I don't know exactly where we're going to be. And no one does. Right. We were talking about it. It's like, how are you supposed to know where you're going to be in four months from now when you don't know where you're going to be an hour from now? But my gut tells me. 100 games is the max, and I doubt we'll have fans. I don't know. That's just that's just what my gut's telling me right now. I could see that at least at the beginning, I think, as we, we get through this. 100 games is a nice even number, at least. So you can kind of go in that respect. Make yeah, it a little I bit think, easier. Yeah, and I, I don't know if you just – probably the easiest thing to do is just cut off the first – three months of the schedule and just play it out to the end. And then you're going to go, well, that's imbalance in the schedule. Well, that's a weird year. I yeah. think it's going to, there's going to be some imbalances in the schedule. And the good thing is that you have a lot of those rivalry division games in the second half and the last month of the season. So that would be kept intact. So, I mean, they probably could redo the schedule for half a, you know, an 80, 81 game season or a 90 game season or something like that. Um, but I don't know. It just seems easier to take off the three months. You don't you don't play those again. You you finish it out. Maybe you have a, a postseason. I, I know they've talked about having a postseason where you might have a neutral site in a warm weather area if you get pushed back into November, even December, and and that way you can play a bunch of games in a row without travel and you can play outdoors. So I, it's it's interesting. It's like every crazy idea is on the table right now out of out of necessity but that's how a lot of these things evolve over the years is that you had to do something you tried it and then you're like you know what that wasn't a terrible idea i i do think alex that a lot of people if we do play a 90 or 100 game season a lot of people are going to like that every every game is going to mean something and i know it's like 162 is the marathon for baseball it's special that way but I do think there's going to be an appetite for a shortened season where each game is just a little bit more important. So this is something I'm fascinated by, and I'm glad you brought it up because I, I kind of agree. 
And I, I think one thing you talk about a lot on Twitter is like, hey, you know what? Could you imagine if, if the sport just started like the, the lineup thing, for example, and they just said only six guys hit, like, would you complain right away? You'd probably be like, okay, this is the way it is. This is kind of cool. Um, and that's, I think generally, like we saw that with the NBA all-star game where they changed it this year and everybody was like, Oh, that was interesting. Like, this is something new. Maybe we'll do this going forward. So this is kind of a way if there's so much money involved and cutting back from 162, obviously is a money issue, but there is like an element here of like, Hey, maybe we do find some new ways to, to do things, whether it's the regular season schedule or the postseason or some sort of tournament. I'm curious to see what happens with all that. And, and if in future years, they're like, you know what? 2020 was crazy, but we did stumble upon some things. Yeah. So let me get, let me get real crazy with you here. Let me throw you. This is why I called you. This is why I called you. <laughs> Which I do. If you do want to talk about the six man lineup, I would love to talk about the six man lineup to. too. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but okay. You, you brought up the tournament idea, the, the mid season tournament. And that was something that Adam Silver brought up yeah. a couple years ago about the NBA looking at that. And they still haven't really worked out a way that that would be impactful or people would care necessarily the players themselves, how they would care about it. But I, I've thought about this now with baseball and having a, a mid season tournament, um, it, say we do a 90-game or 100-game season this year, okay? And everyone's like, okay, that's about the right number of games. Each game is really important, and every team's in it in the last couple of weeks. Okay, we like the 100-game season, but we still want to go from April to the beginning of November. So you say, okay, we're going to have 100 regular season games, and that will leave, say, a month. Say it's July, where we don't play regular season games, but we bring every team out to – Southern California, the Bay Area, Florida, wherever, some some kind of like destination area, some travel destination, Hawaii, who, who knows. We're going to bring all the teams together, and we're going to play in like an NCAA tournament-style deal where each team maybe starts with a three-game series, and then you, you whittle it down, and then you have the tournament champion every year. And it's going to be a June celebration of baseball in one central location that's outside of the season, but still means a lot. To the fans that make the trip or the people watching at home. Um, I, I don't know. It, it seems weird now because we've never, ever done anything like that. But I think there's an opportunity to kind of take a break from the season, step back and say, hey, let's, let's do something completely out there, make it matter, make people care about it, make it a travel destination type thing. Who knows? Maybe you can do it around the Hall of Fame ceremony um, somewhere in New York. But uh but yeah, I think there's I think there's an opportunity to do something like that, and I've talked in the past to you know covering Premier League soccer, yeah, and you and it's such a different structure than anything in American sports because you have all these independent clubs, not really bound by any league because you can be relegated, you can go to the lesser leagues, you can jump all around, but the one constant is you have all these independent clubs, um, and and there's a there's a way they do tournaments out there or they call it like the league cup where you have some of the top teams in Europe and in England, you got Manchester United traveling to play some smaller club in a smaller part of, of England. And I think who knows 20 years down the road, major league baseball, who knows what's going to happen with their minor league system. But this is another alternate tournament idea that midway through the year, say July Say these minor league clubs no longer are affiliated with Major League Baseball. They're all independent clubs. Say you have the, the San Francisco Giants 
play a July tournament where they're taking on these independent clubs in Stockton or Chico or going to Sacramento and playing some of these local clubs in the middle of the year. I don't know. I, I think these are some like interesting ideas that, that should be thought about because the one thing is that for sure is entertainment's changed throughout the country. It just has. And so to think that you don't, that you shouldn't also be thinking of ways to, to change the way people consume your entertainment product, I think are a little short sighted. And I think baseball has tried to do that. So those are my two wild and crazy ideas. That one's Alex, pretty out there. <laughs> the second one was more out there than the first one, but I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about a, a short so, season and then, and then just having a mid season tournament somewhere? I've never loved the mid season tournament idea, but I, I do really for this year, especially I'm intrigued by the tournament idea in general. And I saw somebody, I don't remember who did this, somebody on Twitter like proposed like a 30-team tournament where it's like best three out of five. And I think yeah. like the Nationals got a bye in the first round and like I guess the Astros would get a bye in the first round. Whatever you have to do to make it even. Um, but it was just a tournament to play out the season. And I wonder if you get to the point where you're having like a three-month season anyway, if you might just be like, we're kind of better off just scrapping the whole schedule because it's really weird if you have a, a schedule that's like not balanced and you have maybe, you know, the Giants playing the Dodgers 12 times and the Padres playing them three or something like that. Right. And just feeling like, let's just have like, we're just going to say 2020 was something we've never seen before, which it is. And let's just throw it all out. And obviously there's a lot of the problem with this is there's not just financial issues with like TV and things like that, but there's also like with the players, how do you qualify for, you know, how do you go into arbitration if you had a tournament instead of a full season to compile stats? So they need to figure all that out and and do something with players. But I am very intrigued by the idea of like just the tournament where we play out the season over two months, three months, but it's like tournament style instead of saying like, Hey, we're going to have like a 70 game season and you know, we're going to have the same postseason that we've usually had. Like, right. That doesn't seem, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the fairest way either. Interesting. So how would you do So then how would that play out? You, would you, would you drop down into a, like a consolation bracket if you were eliminated early to play out the rest of your string or how, how would yeah, you? Yeah, I've thought about envision? that. I think you'd have to figure out like at some point, I think at some point you go into consolation bracket, like maybe for the top 20 or something like that. But I don't know that anybody wants to watch like the Orioles and Pick another team. Right. I'm thinking of another bad team, but I don't want to offend them. But oh. the Orioles and somebody, the Orioles and the Marlins have just been eliminated, have just been swept out of this tournament, and now they're going to play their own best three out of five to figure out who has the last draft pick or something like that, or the top yeah. draft pick. But also at the same time, like that is baseball. Like if you're an Orioles fan and you're a Marlins fan, that is three additional games, five additional games that you get. Totally. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, you're, you're but playing it could be a really short anyway. season. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know exactly how the math would work. There are people who are smarter than me, but I do wonder if at some point you kind of look at this just being more of a tournament or something where you, you just – maybe you just play your division and yeah. we go back to the way it was before the wild card era and you just kind of play your division or you just play the National League. Everybody plays everybody else in the league twice, mm-hmm. and then that's how we determine the schedule. It seems really weird to me that they would, like, just pick up on a random day, like June 7th or something like that. So, be I, like, well, yeah. here you are. You didn't play the – especially because of interleague. Like, the Giants are right. supposed to go to Minnesota and Cleveland. 
in May, and that's a tough trip. But yeah. they're probably not going to go anymore. Were you ever going to go on that trip? I was going to – yes, I was, because those are the only two parks. This is a sidebar, but the only two parks I haven't been to. Oh, so, I would have I bet against plan. Alex Pavlovich being there. <laughs> I know. I I agree with you. And yeah. I looked at the schedule, and my first thought was like, ooh, that's not <laughs> – that's uh, not a trip I would usually take, but then I remember that those are the only two I haven't been to. So I can hear, I can hear all that you know in this discussion, especially when I went real crazy and started the minor league independent team thing. I can hear like all the baseball purists going like, "Why, why do we have to reinvent the game?" That is the, the charm of of baseball is that it's been, you know, the same every every year. And while I do argue with that because I do think the game changes all the time, obviously they're playing games are longer now than they ever did before, so the game has changed, but. My always push back to the the idea that this is why we love baseball is because it's unchanged and its traditions passed down from generation to generation. When I was growing up, that's not why I got into baseball. And I would argue that there almost nobody got into baseball because they thought, wow, I love this sport because this sport is the same way they played it in the 1930s. The reason I got into the sport was because of all the different weird things that took a while to learn. It's like, I didn't like the bulk rule because it had been there for 50 years. I liked the bulk rule because it was new to me and I was trying to figure out all the intricacies to it. And the same way with every rule, you know, tagging up, you know, being able to run on, on strike three if the catcher misses it, but not with first base occupied. Like there's so many like weird different rules with baseball that I fell in love with the game because I was learning all those new things. It wasn't because they were established years and decades in the past. So when I look at all these changes and and trying to do weird stuff and different stuff with baseball, I look at that as the tradition of baseball. I I think baseball purists, that's that's at the heart of it, is that you have these weird things, these little quirks in the game, quirks in the rules, and why not keep adding those as we go on. I think that, you know, tips a cap to the traditions of baseball. Keep it weird, keep keep innovating and keep doing stuff uh down the road. I don't I don't think the game was ever meant to just be the way it was in 1920 and that's the charm is that this is a game from 100 years ago. No. This is a game that's weird and got a lot of interesting rules and let's still keep doing our best to, to add on top of it and stack some, some more weird, interesting stuff that our kids will look at it and be like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. They all take a pause in the season and go play a tournament in, in Miami, and, and we all go and watch it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think we see that with the opener, right, where people are, there's a lot of people who are like, this is the worst. I don't ever want to see an opener. I don't want to think about an opener. I hate that the Giants are talking about an opener. And there's a lot of other people who are like, well, it makes a lot of sense. So this is just the way to get 27 outs. Yep. And it's just, we're seeing it individually in games. And I wonder if 2020 and the coronavirus will force them to make some bigger changes. Um, I did want to ask you one more thing since you are, you are afar, you haven't had a chance to meet this new staff yet, but I know you still follow the giants. And I know you follow mm-hmm. closely. And this is kind of your, for me, this is, would be like your dream season because they're going to try a bunch of weird stuff. And they're very into analytics and they're very into finding a new edge every single day and every single at bat. What has been your impression as you have watched from the East Coast and, and maybe read some of what Gabe Kapler is doing and what Kai Correa is doing and um, what Farhan and Scott have planned? 
you still have Giants thoughts, I'm sure. So what what have you thought? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting how you can tell, you know, Farhan and Kapler, even though I haven't talked to them, just just reading their quotes, you you can tell how how thoughtful they are in they know it's a drastic change for a lot of people. And I think Farhan's been sympathetic to that throughout his time. And, you know, when people say, oh, it's analytics, it's all about the numbers. Well, yeah, it's all about data. And sometimes the data tells you, hey, your your fans and your players hate this. Stop it. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so I think it's interesting seeing them be sympathetic to that. And, you know, team chemistry is is something that I'm sure that, Gabe Kapler and, and Farhan Saidi are super in tune to, because if there's anything that's, and that's what kind of frustrates me. They're like, Oh, this analytics, you're trying to change the game. No, they're just trying to measure stuff. They're just trying to say, does this matter? Does this impact to winning a game? Or is it just something, a story that we tell ourselves, you know, does bunting a man over help us win the game? Or is that just something that is now group think that we've thought, and maybe we should take a look at it. And maybe it actually doesn't help us win a game. Um, so I, I love it. I mean, I, I love trying anything new, obviously, from the first, you know, 15 minutes of us talking right here. I love, I love um, kind of testing groupthink and testing this is the way it's been done. A lot of times the way it's been done is there's a reason for that because it is the best way to do it. But every once in a while you have to test it and you have to measure it. And you have to say, okay, this is having an effect on us on the field. Now, they wouldn't do the opener if they didn't think it helped them. And they didn't do it a whole lot necessarily last year because they didn't have a whole lot of success with it. But you always have to be evaluating if what we're doing is giving us more wins or losses. And I think, I think that's the exciting part of, of watching that with, with the Giants because they're not so tethered to the idea that they're right. It seems like, you know, not having any – one-on-one time with Farhan. I'd be interested to hear what you think. There are some people that love being right. It seems like Farhan and this staff loves learning what's right. And so while they might be innovative, I don't feel like there's this need to be right and prove everyone that their way was the best. If they find out their way is not the best, they will change. And I feel like that's what keeps them going. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah, I think one interesting thing I noticed just being down there was it's not like it, it. It's a good point you make. They're not saying like this is the right way to do things. They're saying like, hey, why don't we try this and see if it's the right way to do things? And they're very open. And I've had this conversation with Farhan before about, you know, they're open about moves that didn't work out. I mean, they know that there were some moves they made last year that were uh, disasters. There were some that worked out really well. And I, I, I've talked to Gabe about that too, where he's like, you know what, we're going to mess up in the eighth inning sometimes. Like we're going to try something. We have a, a new staff. We're going to maybe try something new and, and it's going to come back to bite us, but that's just the reality. And he's like, every manager who's ever done that has made those mistakes. And it is like, for me, one of the disappointing things about all this is I, I was really excited to see day to day and game to game, what they looked like and, and what kind of things we were seeing that maybe we hadn't seen in spring training or hadn't seen before and, and things that they were trying. And, and one that just came to mind as you were talking was just the way they handled their shifts and where they moved Evan Longoria, where a lot of teams will just move that guy, that third baseman, they'll just move him over between the second baseman and shortstop and just kind of make him a rover. Mm-hmm. And this spring they moved Evan kind of over between the first baseman and the second baseman and had him in shallow right field. And it's just like, you know what, it makes a lot more sense to keep the second baseman where he is and um, allow him to 
to turn a double play if he has to or uh, allow him to make that throw to second. He's comfortable with it. And, and they just made the third baseman the one who adjusted. It's a really small thing, but it was just one of the things you noticed in spring training where you're like, that's a little bit different. And yeah, they looked at it and went like, why are you asking your third baseman to practice turning double plays? Like that doesn't make any sense. So we saw that. We saw four-man outfields a few times. They were going to have a five-man infield at some point. Yeah, that's what I, was, that. I was wondering about that. I, I was I was just going to ask you about you think we would have seen more two-man two man outfields this year? Yeah, or and I was actually it. fascinated, too, with, with the roster they were putting together and, and seeing how it all ended up. But, I mean, if, if you potentially – this probably wouldn't have worked. But if you have Steven Duggar and Billy Hamilton on your roster – like that covers a lot of ground in the outfield if if you want to mess around a little bit. So they were going to try some new things, and, and we did see it a couple times when they sent Dubon out to center field, and all of a sudden Billy Hamilton and Dubon are kind of running around and, and covering most of the outfield. So you can move the other guys towards the line. Um, it would have been interesting. It still will be interesting, but we, we probably lost some games here where we would have seen some interesting things. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think if they play – if they play 80, 100 games, every team has a better chance. Yeah. A, a giant oh, team that, that, yeah, that didn't have a, maybe had a 1% chance to win the division, you bump that up a little bit now. And so that's the, that's the nice thing for being the, the, the favorites aren't going to like it. The Dodgers aren't going to like playing fewer games, but it's yeah, going to help teams like the Giants. This is not good for the team that added Mookie Betts and thought over 162 yeah. games were just going to demolish I, people. What if the season's wiped out? I guess he doesn't earn a year. Like, Mookie wouldn't earn a year of service time, so he'd still be with the Dodgers for a year, I guess. I don't Yeah, they'd have to figure out how they work with free agency. They're, that's why this is such a mess. But it'll it'll get figured out at some point, and uh, maybe we'll call you back to get some more ideas. I knew you were the guy to, to kind of throw a wrench into this <laughs> and, and uh, say, you know what, let's think of a different way to have a baseball season. Yeah, they're going to be forced. They're forced to now, and so I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I, I, it's like all this, all this stuff is is kind of put into perspective. You know, we always say that it's a cliche at this point. It's like, oh, it's a good sports is a good break. Sports is a good break. But sports is just fun, you know. And yeah. it's like if your life is good, like that's the luxury of of your life being good enough to where you can care about about sports because right now even if they were playing i don't know if a lot of us would have the capacity to to care or to watch or if it would be it wouldn't be the same and so i think that's what sports teaches us is it's not like a a break from life it just shows you that your life is pretty good if you can if you can devote this much time and energy into talking about sports and so hopefully we can get back there sooner rather than later i agree ahmed thank you for the time stay safe out there alex uh, we'll talk we'll talk talk soon All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. We'll see what Major League Baseball decides to do. Uh, Stay tuned on Twitter, Instagram, Pavlovich NBCS is the handle on both of those. And and I'll keep everybody updated. Um, Most of what we've learned has come out through statements from the league, but I think we're going to hear more from the teams in the next few weeks and, and certainly as they get going here. So there will be updates. Uh, We'll have more podcasts coming. We'll try to keep you guys entertained, keep you updated every week as everybody tries to get through this and uh check out the other ones too we have a warriors one we have the niners we have the raiders we have the kings um all of our insiders are are ramping up the podcast production right now to to try to give you guys a little bit more content as everybody works from home and and hangs out at home 
Um, so everybody take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Giants Insider Podcast on csnbayarea.com. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles. Bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.